You're listening to Moore in the Morning without Moore. We're Moorless. For now. Unmoored. He, he, we're unmoored. It's Moore Unmoored with Jerry Yegar. <laughs> and uh, thank you. I'm going to use that from now on when I, uh, when I fill in for him. But he'll be here at 7.30. He's not here, not because there's anything wrong with him. Uh, it's just we gave him some extra time because he's working on and will co-moderate our mayoral debate, which is tonight at 7.00 here on the radio station and also on CP24. So looking forward to that. That then necessitates somebody filling in for me, and that would be Mark Tui, who's here for the morning brief. Good morning. Good morning. Good to have you. I get to see you face to face. Yes. Normally I do this morning brief uh, kind of standing bleary-eyed in the window of my condo with a little headset attached to my phone. So this I is see. nice. Why in the window? Because that's where you get the signal? That's it. You know what? Oh, don't get me started. Yeah, well, I want to get you started. What's am, the problem? I am not on... Bell, okay. wireless. I am with another carrier, which I've been with for 100,000 years. But I can see line of sight out my window directly at the entire CN Tower, and yet I get <laughs> half a bar in my condo I see. On, on wireless, and it, it, it's in a different spot every day. Well, maybe you should try Bell. I probably should. Plus, you'd get the employee discount, wouldn't you? I'm not really Or you're an not an employee, are you? No, I'm, well, just, you I'm an interloper. Yes. If they have an interloper discount, that would yeah. be good for me. It's half of what I get. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Liberal leadership candidate, now officially liberal leadership candidate, Bonnie Crombie, made the announcement that wasn't a surprise. Uh, she attacked the premier. That's not a surprise. That's her job. Um, it would be officially her job if she were leading and the... And it's fun. Yes, and it's fun. <laughs> All right. But then, and I did, I did find this surprising, she said she's over open to reopening and developing parts of the Greenbelt. Well, that's the common sense position, right? The, the Greenbelt wasn't created by an act of God. It was created by an act of the legislature. Of McGinty. Yeah, and the whole point of the Greenbelt was so that it would provide a, a break on the expansion of municipal boundaries and the sort of the, the expansion of housing, the sprawl, without, so that you could still sprawl, but you had to do it by design rather than just naturally. And, uh, but she's also, I think, a bit trapped by her positions as mayor of Mississauga, because I don't believe she opposed the expansion of building of housings in the Greenbelt as mayor. Mm -hmm. And so her to, for her to do an about turn because she's going for this other job while she still got the first job, I think that would put her in a bit of a sticky position. Yeah, but politicians never have a problem changing their mind. In fact, that's what, that's the criticism of Doug Ford. Is Doug Ford lied. He said he wouldn't touch the Greenbelt. Yeah, he keeps uh, changing his mind. But, again, it comes back to the green, like, what makes sense? And she points out, she talks about a white belt, which is a phrase, frankly, I've never heard of before. But it's that right. area around uh, a subdivision where, you know, we've already got water and sewer and electricity and cable and fibe and all that kind of stuff buried under the street in a subdivision on this side of the road. It would be so easy to build houses on the other side of the road. The other side of the road, even though it's in the green belt, is not being used to farm anything. It's not very good land. Why wouldn't we build houses there? And if we could instead add farmable land into the green belt somewhere else, then, you know, Bob's your uncle. Everybody wins, except, uh, you know, oh my God, we touched the green belt. Okay. Uh, I've not heard that term white belt either. And I've only thought about it for 30 seconds since you brought it up. So I could be wrong. But my knee jerk understanding of that is white belt is a euphemism for plausible excuse. That uh, could be. For or changing uh, your mind or whatever. It's the belt that I that you start out with in I think karate or something like that. The trainer belt. Yeah. All right. Uh, Trudeau's office also knew in advance of Paul Bernardo's prison transfer, and they didn't bother to tell the minister. 
Yeah, I have a theory about this, and apparently okay. uh, I think it was uh, Tamara Cherry also had had a similar theory, unbeknownst to me. But I I was a management consultant before I ever got into radio, before I ever got involved in uh, you know with with the political side of politics. But we were hired by the government of Ontario once to go in and review the structure and the operations of Ontario's Ministry of Corrections because the minister had been embarrassed by a similar thing with Carla Homolka, the spouse of Paul Bernardo, and uh, what had happened. And you might remember this is uh, photos got leaked by prisoners who had taken them during a birthday party for Carla Homolka. They ended up on the front page of the Montreal Gazette. The minister was caught blindsided and embarrassed. Oh my God, how horrible. She's having fun. And what we learned was that their issues management process in the provincial corrections was all uh, prison guards. And so prison guards see that the prisoner has a birthday and their, their frame of reference is what happens in prisons normally. They say, well, all prisoners have birthdays. And it's a normal thing for them to have birth. They didn't think anything of it. I see. They, they didn't have any outside people looking at it going, oh, no, people are going to be outraged at this. Yeah, yeah. Clearly, that's been fixed because it seems if Corrections is telling us uh, the truth federally, they pass the information to the minister. But my bet is most staff in a political office, the political staff who would have gotten that email are 20, 25, 30. I bet you none of them have ever heard of Paul Bernardo, and so it didn't register. It was, oh, yeah. he's a nasty guy, and this is a normal procedure, but should we tell the minister? Should we tell the prime minister? Well, we better get all the information, so they start out, and by then it's too late. Yeah, uh, I heard Tamara say that yesterday, and I, I, I get where that's coming from, but I don't totally buy it because someone in the chain of events knows who he is. I don't know. He's the most infamous murderer. He, I said yesterday, and he's our our, our our Joker. He's Doctor Doom. He's he's uh, Boris and Natasha. Like, yeah, but, but he's that only for you and I. For my, like, I've got two kids, okay. nineteen and, and well, twenty-six. Is there nobody I don't over, think they've ever heard of him. Is there nobody over the age of forty uh, working in our prison system? Oh, the, but the prison system said, hey, look at this, look at this, look at this. It's the twenty-six-year-olds in the office, perhaps. All I right. mean, the minister could just be lying. Oh. Which is the the conservative position? Oh, but you know, <laughs> it's plausible to okay. me that some All of his right. staff didn't think much of it. I never thought of that. Okay, so uh, Jennifer McKelvey uh, is uh, in charge over at City Hall in Toronto for the next few weeks, and uh, the Cafe To program is really ticking off the restaurants because they want to get those patios back open that they got while um, the pandemic was in place, uh, and uh, apparently it's just been slowed down. And here's what Jennifer McKelvey had to say about it. We've changed the program this year significantly, and I think for the better. I think the first thing we need to recognize is that we are using uh, public space for profit, so we have to be mindful of that. Uh, we also have to recognize that this year's program has uh, many safety improvements and accessibility improvements, and that the platforms are raised and they are at curb level. Uh, so it is taking city staff time to process through those applications, uh, but they have said that they are um, they have confirmed that they expect their installations. This right. is designed to be done by this Sunday. Hopefully then that gives uh, the restaurateurs time to get their platforms out right. and get everything open up. Yeah, she's absolutely right. The problem, of course, comes back to every issue with bureaucracies. It takes far too much time to do anything because yeah. it's not as important to a civil servant as it is to the owner of a small restaurant to double the size of their, their footprint and make more money to try to catch up for all the money that they've lost and will never make uh, during the pandemic. But on the other hand, you know, a lot of these things, this was an emergency program that was authorized when there were no cars on the street. And so, I, you know, a lot of it, there was a reason why they 
weren't allowed to have these patios before COVID. Right. And it, maybe some of those reasons are still valid. Yeah, it, it was always a temporary program, but yeah. it's going to be controversial for a while. The federal government failed to spend billions of dollars it pledged on a host of climate change initiatives in recent years, raising questions about one of Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's core policy commitments and the massive funding publicly devoted to it, according to the Toronto Star. Yeah, this is not uncommon. I mean, this doesn't happen just with the environment. We measure the success of governments, the performance of governments based on the analysis announcements that they make. And the announcements are, hey, we're going to spend money on this. And as soon as they've made that announcement, we've put it on the front page of the newspaper, we've talked about it on the radio, we forget about it. And they forget about it. And eventually, you know, we never measure them on the output. You know, did they actually spend things? All the hullabaloo in the media is about the budget, which is a plan looking forward. How many times do we cover in depth the financial statement that the government puts out after they've done to find out what they did? Well, credit to the star, because they said, okay, we got the announcement. Let's follow up. Have they done anything? And the yeah. answer is no. No, and you could make the same article, and people have, about defense and about uh, every other ministry. It's always, the announcement is always about, hey, we're going to spend $20 million. It's never about, here's what we accomplished. Yeah, but they spent it somewhere. Well, no, they didn't They spend a lot of money. They do, but it's uh, the budget is completely divorced from the reality I, oh, of what they spend. Again, I, as I said earlier, oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, surprise. <laughs> we learned something. Not really. Mark Tui will be back with you at 9 o'clock or just before to tell us what the plan is. 9 to noon as he fills in for me.